सहनावतो सहनौभुनक्तो सहवीर्यम करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा मितविशावहै ओम शांति 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 we will say the invocatory verse and then chant from verse 11 okay was from verse 10 we will do that namashri shankaranand guru padambu janmane savilasa mahamohagrahagrasaika karmane verse number 10 चिछायालिंगदेहस्था तत्संघो जीव उच्यते महेश्वरी तो मयायाशक्तिवत विद्यते मोहशक्ति तम जीव मोहयतसौ मोहादनीशताप्य मग्नो वपुशिशो जतीशसृष्टमिद्वैत Continuing with our Simhavalokanam. So now, you know, we have as though these two entities, thanks to what is called Maya, you know, Upadhi. Upadhi means a constricting factor. So this, you know, that which is a container, so to speak. And uh, sometimes it is translated as Uh, what is that uh, it's a funny translation limited uh, something adjunct limited <laughs> limited adjunct is that the one it is i don't know something like that limited adjunct i have never understood that you know what what is this adjunct so uh, you know to something that has no adjunct at all so therefore we don't i don't really care for that translation and it you know many things in uh, in the uh in the sanskrit or uh, beyond translation so what do we say upadhi is like a container which which is finite which uh, breaks apart which as though holds you know you can't even call it a container because how can the finite contain the infinite that's why we just have to use the word as though so the that into which the infinite as though enters and animates all names and forms is called upadhi okay so ishvara has an upadhi correct and what is that upadhi limitless knowledge limitless strength all pervasive all mighty all knowledge all vairagya all resources you know rulership this is what is called the upadhi of ishvara thanks to maya maya gives you know brahman one upadhi called ishvara and maya gives another upadhi to the jiva called what avidya so this all shakti all knowledge and rulership and then uh, you know because of maya and then here that same maya the avidya component of the maya the avarna shakti affects you know one portion of this you know of this uh, uh, of this chaitanya so to speak that impartite portion less chaitanya it's as though that you know conditioned as it were by this upadhi called avidya self ignorance you know the whole sachidananda starts to look very different and we saw that the jiva you know comprises three components so that uh, sachidananda is the truth of the jiva 
So Satyam Jnanam Anantam Satyadananda, that which is the, you know, that which exists, that which is all knowledge and that which is self-evident, all knowledge and then that which is limitless, that is the Jiva. But then this limitlessness and all knowledge and the source of all existence is as though covered because the Jiva comes under the spell of the Maya Shakti called Avarana. The covering power. So it comes under the spell of that and comes to some very unsavory conclusions. I am not okay. I am a big idiot. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. Everybody always wants to, what you know, uh, disrespect me. I don't get the pay I deserve. I don't get the respect I deserve. I don't get the love I deserve. I don't get the opportunities that I deserve. Even when I do something simple, like, you know, go catch a bus. That bus which I want, that one bus never comes. All other buses come. You know, this is the Jiva who is, you know, this is Satchidanandam Brahma. This is Jagat Karanam Brahma. This is Ishvara with a huge complex coming under the spell of Maya Shakti, so to speak, called and then as a new name. Jiva. That's why it says, you know, in verse number 10, Kritva Rupantaram Jaivam, you know, Pravishat Ishvara. Ishvara enters this, you know, enters this body. Dehe Pravishat Ishvara. Ishvara enters this confused mind, confused body. It is Ishvara alone that is operational. But here we saw that there are three components. This Sachidananda is there, but then there is the, this. Whatever this avachinnatvam is there, this as though constraint is there of that Satchitananda that is, you know, viewed through the finite lens of the body-mind-sense complex here in verse number 11 called as Chichaya. Chaya here, reflection. So Chichaya, so we, you know, so as the Jiva, the Jiva, you know, is able to quote-unquote, experience Brahman or Satchidananda funneled through, channeled through its faculty of knowing that is appropriate to the particular body-mind-sense complex. So in the human being, you know, in sleep, for example, and in a state of, uh, what is that, Samadhi, etc., there is that oneness, you know, but then during the waking state where the karta is active, I am the doer, that notion is active, where the mind is active and where one is constantly, you know, battling with various kinds of useless, mostly useless desires, trying to fulfill them, where all these things are active, the doership is active, the consumership, bhaktritvam is active. So in, in those situations, the satchidananda is forgotten and only that chit chaya or that you know that conditioned uh, you know awareness is there as though conditioned awareness so the jiva is one that operates that forgets the satchidananda or doesn't understand itself as satchidananda and then what operates through the finite faculty of knowing identified with the faculty of knowing buddhi identified with the i notion Ahankara, the one that owns up the buddhi as itself, the one that owns up what? The, uh, you know, body as itself, the one that owns up the mind as belonging to itself. Oh. And so they, then then we have, we have already entered into a finite world where everything is finite. Buddhi is finite. And what can we say about the mind? The mind certainly is not infinite. What can we say about the mind other than never mind? <laughs> Ah, mind is infinite, buddhi is infinite, everything, you know, sorry, finite, mind is finite, buddhi is finite. So then what happens is that it, you know, and even if we take the example of the space in the pot. So the space in the pot, if it were to be endowed with a human mind, it would look at itself, you know, through the conditioning, you know, conditioned as though awareness of being located inside the pot and thereby saying let me out let me out 
Prathamaham shanti meshyami. When will I get shanti from this finitude? Help me, release me. I want to be one with space. Oh, space. Darshan kab doge. When will you give me darshan? You know. This is the sad lament of the part that first feels insecure. And then what does it do? It, uh, it shows up a few things. And it starts to identify with the as though conditioning agent such as the body, the mind, the senses, etc. Then it identifies with a few things outside in the jagat. This is mine, this belongs to me. First it is me, first it is my house. Then very soon it becomes me house. First it is my property. Then it is me property as good as, you know, myself. First it is what? What else is very important? You know, my job. Then it is I job. <laughs> me job. And then me bank account. I bank account. So the I becomes all these things because the I feels a sense of lack and then, you know, it tries to remedy the sense of lack by surrounding itself with, you know, infinite number of finite objects relationships, people, etc. Infinite number. And so therefore what? You know, it's a very sad eye because infinite number of finite objects do not, you know, do not make the jiva infinite. In fact, nothing can make the jiva infinite. Why? Because the infinitude is not a, a matter of becoming. The jiva is already infinite. And therefore, there is only one thing to do. You have to know that. You can't become infinite. You have to know that I am already infinite. So this is the mistake that is committed on the self. Because taking the self to be finite, because it is as though conditioned by this body-mind-sense complex, the jiva cries out. And then what does it do? It shows up a lot of things. Thinking that, Finite plus finite plus finite plus finite plus finite plus finite plus finite, you know, will is equal to infinite. But we know that even mathematically that's not the case. Finite plus finite, the infinite does not make. Then how to arrive at the infinite, you know? You cannot arrive at the infinite mathematically because the infinite is. It's an already established, you know, entity. It is not a product of sums of additions or subtractions. So therefore, same thing with the jiva. The jiva has to understand that it's not a product of anything. It's not a product of addition. So having two houses, two jobs, you know, two spouses, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, is not going to make one infinite. And why are we obsessed with the infinite? Because one somehow knows because of the example of sleep and moments of experiential, experienced happiness. You know, where one knows that this happiness should be unmitigated. But the kind of happiness I'm experiencing is always object bound, object oriented. But somehow, I want the subject to be happy and that happiness happiness and infinitude are somehow connected. Because everyone wants something that is real. Real means lasting. Oh, there is a connection there. How long you want the real? Real should be forever. Oh. This is the real thing and it is forever. There is a connection between, even in the mind that has never studied Vedanta, there is a connection between that which is real and that which is what? Forever. Forever means infinite. Real means Sat. That's what it is. So that, that connection between Satyam and Anantam is already there. And, and that which is Satyam is all Jnanam. We know that. And so, somehow, even in the lay mind, which has, you know, been, which has not studied Vedanta, this is seen as the human goal. So all activities, all flurry of activities to do this, to get that, to get rid of that and these, this, these uh, uh, activities, this flurry of activities based on 
Things I want to acquire. Why? In order to make me happy. Infinite real thing forever in the hope that I'll find the real thing. And the things I want to get rid of. Why? Because their very presence makes me cry. You know, starting with what? You know? Starting with grey hair, starting with wrinkles, starting with people that, you know, cause a wrinkle in my buddhi. All of these things I want to keep at bay. This is, this is the situation. And so this is a very kind of a helpless situation that the jiva is. And then, you know, that is, you know, that is what is uh, basically, uh, basically the lot of the jiva until the jiva, until and unless the jiva exposes oneself to Vedanta. Otherwise there is no other way. Because you can try to become infinite till you go blue in the face. Uh, because infinitude is not a matter of becoming. It already is. And it is you. It has. This has to be discovered. And this is what is very beautifully described in verse number 13. The concluding verse of our section. Let us look at that in detail. Mohad anishatam prapya magnaha vapushi shojati. Mohad, because of this delusion which we have described in our, you know, one and a half classes of what we called Simhavalokanam. You know, Simhavalokanam means what? Looking back to see. What is this Ishvara Srishti? What have we missed out? What is this? Where is the role of the Jiva? You know, what are the things that make up the Jiva? We saw that already. So, consciousness, that is the truth of the Jiva. And consciousness, which is as though filtered through certain, whatever, constricted upadhi, such as the brain, the mind, the buddhi, etc. So, that is that. That is also there. And then what else is the third component? Lingadeha. Lingadeha means Sukshma Sharira. A subtle body that is, uh, you know, that is there, you know, which is, which becomes the carrier. The subtle body is the carrier of subtle things and it has come from the subtle five elements. So the, 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 the tamas aspect of the subtle five elements, you know, are, you know, uh, become the organs of elimination, reproduction, etc. The rajas aspect of the subtle five elements become the organs of actions, hands and legs. The sattva aspect of the subtle five elements become buddhi, mind, etc. So like this, you know, so from the subtle five elements has come this subtle body, which is a carrier of all subtle things, such as ragadveshas. Ooh, ragadveshas are subtle. <laughs> Definitely. Because you don't even know you have them. They are definitely subtle. Subtle means anything that is difficult to pin down. Because one is under the spell of Ragadveshas. All activities originate from Ragadveshas. Then you ask somebody, why are you doing this? Well, this is how my family does it. Why does the family do it like that? No, I don't know. I'll have to ask. Then you find out that it was basically the great-grandmother's Ragadvesha that uh, made a certain rule in the family that this is how the coffee has to be made or this is how the some, uh, you know, some dal has to be prepared. One person's Ragadvesha, you know, becomes a cultural uh, legacy, interesting, somewhere up in the chain of the thing. And that's how a lot of our customs have originated. Somebody's Ragadveshas or some collective community's Ragadveshas. You know, the, 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 the example that is cited is, is this one. You know, in the Rajasthani wedding, in some areas of Rajasthan, they have a strange Pratha. Pratha means a custom. And what do they do? <laughs> they, you know, just when the, the, the Peras, you know, the going around the fire seven times is about to take place, they catch hold of one kitten, cat, you know, they bring one cat. And then, what do they do? And the cat, of course, is struggling because it doesn't want to be near the homa, the fire, and it is it is not at all happy. And then they bring one heavy basket. 
you know transparent so that it can breathe and all i they bring this poor cat and then put the basket over the cat and then you know the the, the circumambulation around the fire the seven times you know takes place with uh, what is that you know with a musical accoutrements you know what is the musical oh nadaswaram or shehnai no 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 that is also going on but the shehnai from the cat yow it is keeping on you know yowling because obviously it doesn't want to be you know trapped and without the trapped cat in certain parts of rajasthan even today the marriage is seen as not properly solemnized and this is a very strange thing you know and then so you know then upon enquiry when you ask around then you find what you know that uh, you know this is how we have done our marriages in our community for ages and that yow that that cat sound you know when it is poor thing is yowling sometimes it sounds like a crying baby when it is upset and you know when it is yowling it is seen as a shubha lakshana it is seen as a shubha shakuna very auspicious you know this is crazy and then after the seven uh, thing, uh, all these things are done and then after that sindoor ceremony the you know putting vermilion in the party of the bride and all these things are done and the mangala sutra the you know the, the 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 groom gives ring and chain and all these things are put after that what happens then the cat is released and then uh, taken somewhere and given some milk for its duties <laughs> usually it will run away from the milk because it's already traumatized <laughs> then upon you know then you see why you can't really think there is no logic here why why is this uh, this is there and then you find out that perhaps and some you know then you talk to somebody that makes sense and then they say perhaps during the ancient times you know long ago when the wedding was done outdoors in the homa the fire was done outdoors maybe the cat came in the middle of the circumambulation ceremony and people were worried either it will topple over the kalasha or it will cause some havoc and some bad omen and so somebody quietly just took the cat and then there was a basket of flowers or oh, upturned the flowers and put it in another basket and put the empty basket over the cat so that it is contained and does not cause you know disruption towards the, of the ceremony so one person's thing has become the ragadvesha of the whole community community to a certain extent to the extent that now you know it is it is all you know it is all completely distorted so like this we inherit the ragadveshas and then when you try to look for where it has come from it is very subtle it is so subtle and then and then you know then suddenly and same thing you know as one grows up suddenly one you know catches oneself doing something and say oh no i have turned into my father i have turned into my mother i better watch out you know not that it's wrong to turn into the mother or father but it has to be a conscious decision this is that unconscious that is why it is lingadeha this is the carrier of the ragadveshas carrier of all the memories the grudges the fears the tears and then you know and also the papa and the punya accrued from the actions the actions are gross the results of action are subtle and the subtle body becomes a nice carrier for all these things and when the disgruntled dissatisfied jiva goes from from one moha body one deluded jiva goes from one deluded body mind complex to another deluded body mind com- complex the the flight you know is sponsored by the linga deha ah the linga deha is the flying machine which subtly carries all the papa punya all the ragadveshas and this this airline called linga deha this is a new airline free free to sit everyone travels in first class with nicely reclining <laughs> reclining seats and then you, there is no charge for the baggage 
Bring it on. How much ever baggage you have is all allowed. No charge. Not like our airlines. They look at your bag and then even if it is carry on, some airlines are charging $10, $10. Nothing like this. Nothing at all. You bring anyone. I have a few more Raghat Veshas, two more suitcases. Bring it on. You know, like a Victorian bride's trousseau. You know, <laughs> bring it on. Morning gown, afternoon gown, evening gown, you know, night gown, <laughs> all these things. Ah. So, some aristocratic Victorian bride, you know, they have to have four or five changes of clothes and, you know, hair and uh, ornaments, everything. Walking gown, staying at home gown, tea gown, you know, dinner gown, all these things. And then, you know, so like that, the Linga Deha says, this raga, that tvesha, you know, I don't like this, I want this, I don't, I want a little more of that, little less of this, I want to customize my raga tvesha, bring it on. And the Linga Deha, like the Pushpaka Vimana of the Ramayana, which was an expanding plane. So, when Ravana abducted Goddess Sita, it was a two-seater. <laughs> And then on the way back, they all flew from Sri Lanka to Ayodhya. And then, you know, then it became, first it became a three-seater because Lakshmana was there. And then Hanuman said, I am also coming. Then it became a four-seater. Then the rest of the Vanaras said, we also want to come for the ride. Then it expanded and became a 10-12-seater. And then they flew. So like that, the Linga Deha Airlines incorporated you know, is an expanding thing for all the Ragadveshas, for all the Papa Punya. So every Papa, every Punya. Sometimes people are Punya, some Jeevas are Punya hogs. I want Punya. Why? Because I want to go somewhere after life. Sure, bring it on. And then in the process of gathering Punya, a few Papas were made. Okay, bring that on too. Actually, it's not a few, it's a lot. Okay, bring it on. So the Linga Deha is a, you know, this is a very important component of the Jiva. And then, you know, this is what is, you know, Dehantara Prapti is because of the Linga Deha. Dehantara Prapti means gaining one more body. And so, and all this together, the identification with the Ragadveshas, the identification with the Linga Deha, the identification with Chit, Chaya in the in the previous verse is all together called as what? <laughs> called as you know moha. The identification with with chit is jnanam. The identification with chit chaya is ajnanam. Because you know the, the you know it's like it's like the sun and the mirror analogy we saw yesterday. So the sun you know is 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 reflected in the mirror. And if they may, and the mirror is dusty, you know, it's got a layer of dust and the dust is Ragadveshas. So a dull sun is basically reflected and uh, thinking that, you know, and that thinking transfers to the thinking of the jiva. I am dull, I am not bright, I am not, you know, I am finite, I am not infinite, all these things. So this is what is called Anishata. So Isha Ishvara, Anishvara, a very interesting term. Anishvara means not Ishvara. In Sanskrit, when you have to negate, what do, how do you negate? You, you, you negate by putting the a particle, you know, and then, you know, Vyakritam, Avyakritam. Vyakritam, differentiated, Avyakritam, undifferentiated. But then, for... Uh, uh, negating words that begin in a, uh, uh, begin in vowels, the negative particle is an. Yeah. So, so isha and an plus isha, anisha. So, isha means all glorious, you know, maya upadhi in the form of all knowledge, all power, or aishwarya, you know. Six virtues or six limitless aspects make up Ishvara. We have seen, you know, in some other online class, not here. You know, Aishwarya, rulership, overlordship, Samagram Jnanam, all knowledge, Samagra Shrihi, 
all resources belong to him and then what else lakshmi belongs to him and then what else samagram uh, vairagya so we have aishwarya shri vairagya jnanam balam you know balam is what all strength and viryam viryam means the ability to manifest the universe sustain the universe take back the universe these are called you know shakt vibhutaya six vibhutis or glories of ishvara and the glorious ishvara now has as though become the inglorious jiva and the inglorious jiva is you know so, and the shruti doesn't want us to forget and swami vidyaranya doesn't want us to forget what that this is still ishvara although thinking anishvara that's why the word jiva is here replaced by anishatam prapya prapya obtaining gaining nicely gaining what a big complex and that complex is called anisha anishata anishvaratvam in other words and what does that look like anishvaratvam is very easy to anisha is very easy to understand you know what is anisha anisha means uh, i am no good i am under the laws of all these these ishvara and i am under you know my saturn is not in the right place you know here is a tip no one saturn is in the right place in no horoscope is the saturn ever in the right place uh, <laughs> crazy you know saturn is not in the right place this is not in the correct place jupiter is gone away and uh, you know this is not all right and then this is i'm getting saturn return not only is the saturn in the wrong place it is coming back you know it is called seven and a half years of saturn cycle uh, this is coming back it's coming back to get me everything is going to get you if you don't know you are ishvara everything every passing bug every bugging person everything is going to get you fair and square and you know so the person is afraid of the weather you know afraid to go out you know mummifies oneself with mufflers and everything so cold so cold so cold and okay now summer is coming spring is coming summer is coming oh so hot so hot so hot you know this is this is the jiva this is anisha and then you know it's a, it's a big complex mind body sense complex full identified with complexes full of complexes this one doesn't like me that one has been mean this one is looking at me in a funny way you know i don't need this in my life you know what do you need i don't know i just want to be in a cocoon <laughs> and then you know we'll be seeing one text called shatashloki uh, later on you know we'll have a weekly class and then uh, that one <laughs> there you know the author describes the you know the 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 jiva so you know as a silk worm and what does the silk worm do first it eats 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 just like the jiva bhoga prapancha this this whole world of bhoga eats 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 gets fat <laughs> and then what does does it do spins a cocoon around itself for safety because once it gets fat it's unable to move and then it becomes a juicy lunch for every predating bird predatory bird and so what does it do it spins a little cocoon hard cocoon around itself so it can safely sit there up till then is the example it sits there and transforms into butterfly we are not concerned with that for the sake of the example so to the jiva first feeling very insecure shores up a lot of this so the house is part of the cocoon and the you know the job is the cocoon wife a husband you know what as children grandchildren cocoon 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 and everything bank account is a very big component of the cocoon and then what else you know and then all this spins the cocoon and for few minutes five minutes you know five hours maybe feels somewhat safe ah okay i'm set my retirement is set now i'm all right how long are you all right you know until you are not all right 
Anisha attack, attacks, Anishatvam, Anishata attacks. Oh, but what if there is inflation? Is this enough to retire on? I don't think so. What if there is inflation and then I'll have problems? Well, I think I should work for a few more years. You know, rush, rush, rush. And then, you know, what if the children want me and the children happen to be 50 and 52? Okay, yeah, this is the retiring person's uh, worry. Yeah. The person is not 52. Children are 52. The person is 82. This is what the whole thing is. And at 92 also the worry doesn't stop. What if the children don't follow? What if they don't honor my will? Will they get along? You know. Why do you care? You are not even going to be here. No, but I after my death will the house. Will they take care of this ancestral house? You know. Chinta magna. This is aneshata. So what happened to the cocoon? You built with so painstakingly, you built this cocoon. You know, aren't you safe? You're nice and fat with all the bhogya. You know, you have become one with all the consumables and then you have consumed everything from the jagat and those consumables are now surrounding you like a safety cocoon of people and things, objects, relationships, events, all these things. And then plus a few other accomplishments to make you feel safe. So that when you Google yourself a few hits you get. All these things constitute the cocoon. And still sitting in the cocoon secretly the person cries. <laughs> Outside a hard shell. Inside the person has an anisha attack. Ah, anishata attacks. How? Because you don't feel safe that say That very, all those things that... You, you painstakingly acquired and accomplished in order for that very safety attack you. How? Because now you are feeling confined. First it was let me into this cocoon. I want to feel safe. The whole world is everywhere. The whole world is a predatory. The jagat is full of predators. Everybody wants what I have. Save me from all these people. In fact, you know, one is so miserable that one goes out and then, you know, one meets a person, some stranger. Immediately, what do they want from me? Oh, this one looks like a social worker. That means they'll want a contribution. You know, this one is a, this one is a, they will ask for some donation. Better duck under a bush. Better avoid such people. So this is how it is, you know. And then, okay, painstakingly, you showed up everything. Now you should be secure. Now you should be happy. No. Why aren't you happy? What happened? Well, the truth is that the very things that this, this jiva, you know, surrounded itself with and, you know, made itself into a cocoon becomes the separating factor from Ishvara. All those things. The more one associates with the finite, the greater the anishata. Ah, Anishata means separation from Ishvara, not Ishvara, not Ishvara, not Ishvara. So, job, not Ishvara, house, not Ishvara, everything, not Ishvara, not Ishvara, Anatma, Anatma, Anatma. And then, lot of Anatma does not make Atma. Same thing, lot of finite things do not make the infinite. And then, you know, the infinite, uh, but you know, but then you tell me the house is Ishvara, the spouse is Ishvara, the child is Ishvara, all the things in the universe are Ishvara. Yes, this is true. But then now, then why why should I not, why should I have Anishata attack me? You know, Anisha would attack me. Why should I have that? Because if I'm surrounded by all things which are which you are saying are Ishvara. Yes. Do you know that they are Ishvara? Well, no, exactly. If you know they are Ishvara, then you will know that you are also Ishvara. Uh -huh. It's no use thinking of them as Ishvara and when you have left yourself out, like even the tenth man example in the Upanishads, Dashamaha. So the tenth person forgets to count themselves and keeps on saying nine, nine, nine and cries for the grieves for the missing person. Here the missing person is you. It's an empty shell because you don't even know the truth of yourself. And so what is the use of seeing Ishvara in everything? We are not seeing Ishvara in everything, obviously. 
Because if you saw Ishvara in everything, we have to tell this Jiva that you will not be holding anything. Because it's all Ishvara alone. So therefore what? So therefore the fact that this hoarding is taking place, the, the, the material for the silk, uh, you know, the silkworms cocoon comes from itself and the material for likewise for the jiva's cocoon comes from the wrong notion which spins, you know, the house, the job and all kinds of finite things, the reputation, etc. become part of the cocoon because the ragadvesha is, you know, all the ragadveshas surrounding, you know, these, these, these the, the premium that I put on all my possessions become the cocoon. So, this, so the subjective reality, I'm surrounded by a subjective reality for which I have a great value. That value that I put, the wrong value for this becomes the cocoon. It's still Ishvara, but then I have the wrong value because of that association of finiteness. And that is why it becomes a cocoon. And when that cocoon is there, the jiva sheds tears. Aneshata attacks. The jiva sheds tears, separated from everything that you are surrounded by. You are separated. Ah. The house fails to satisfy. The people in the life fail to, you know, make oneself, make one contented. Everything becomes a problem. One becomes critical jaded, faded, resentful and then alienated from the whole because I have chosen to surround myself by identifying with everything that is limit, limited and yet I yearn for the limitless. This is the contradiction of the jiva, that yearning for the limitless. So how to come out of it? You know, how to come out of it is that, you know, Vedanta is the way, study, Study what? what? What does the study do? The study take, walks this person. You know, the ahankara here, person means the ahankara, the, the identifying agent. The agent here is the problem. The agent is identifying with everything finite. And so the Shastra, Guru Mukhat, gained from the teacher, you know, walks the jiva from the finite confines of all these identifications. To, you know, from this Chit Chaya that is described in uh, whichever verse we saw uh, recently, maybe the, let me, let me just see which one, it's an important verse. Yeah, the previous one, you know, uh, not the, not the twelfth one, maybe the eleventh one, yeah, eleventh verse. Thank you, Janani, eleventh verse. So that Chit Chaya means, you know, badly translated as reflected, as though reflected consciousness. So it's not reflected consciousness, that conditioning agent or that conditioning agent is as though conditioning agent, as though reflected consciousness, whatever you want, that identified with that reflection, identified as it were with the conditioning agent, depending on which vada you, you take as an example. Pratibhimba Vada, the theory of reflected consciousness or Avacheva Vada, the theory of conditioned consciousness. In both cases you have to add as though. So then, you know, the problem is identifying with this reflection, thinking that to be true. And the problem is identifying with that conditioning agent, namely the body-mind-sense complex, thinking that to be the real thing. So the ahankara, the agent of this confusion, has to be walked with the help, of, you know, has to walk in the footsteps of the Shastra and the teacher. And what does it have to do? It has to be walked from what is called Chit Chaya in verse number 11 to Chit itself, to Satchidanandam Brahma. That identification from, from identifying as Anisha, it has to be walked to Isha. Because that yearning of Isha is there and where is this Isha? Not outside of the Jiva. We saw the three components of the Jiva. Chit, that is Isha. So we saw Isha and then this Chit Chaya, Anisha. And then what else is the third one? Linga Deha, the one that carries Anisha happily. That is the one, the, you know, swing low, sweet chariot. This is Linga Deha. That is the one coming forth to carry me, not home, to other lokas and to other bodies. And even in this body, 
to you know where it's all the where I'm surrounded by you know gift wrapped ragadveshas, gift wrapped papa kunyas. This is what the whole thing is, and so that walking has to take place, and that is described here very well. You know in the uh, in the verse number thirteen, beautiful verse, mohat. Because of this, many and uh, great forms of delusion, anishatam prapya, having gay, having been attacked by finitude, and then magnaha, magnaha literally means glub glub glub, uh, and even though it's past participle, you know, drowned, we should you, we, it's better to say, you know, majjan, present continuous. You know, meaning what? Drowning, glub, glub, glub. Because if you are drowned, it's okay. You know, in samsara, if you drown, there is no more, uh, no more problems. But it is drowning, glub, 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 glub. Anisha, 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 coming up for air. Suddenly, one little window of clarity. Oh, what am I doing? I'm an idiot. This is not what I all I want. But, 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 glub, 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 glub. Some more bubbles. But 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 uh, this is all. This is all. Without this, how will I live? You know. And then again, a moment of clarity. Club club club. Ha! Then again, club club club. So drowning, magna. Drowning in what? Vapushi. Vapushi means in the body mind sense complex. Drowning here means identified in the body mind sense complex, which is the. First uh, entry into samsara, this identification is the entry into samsara. So this is my body, me body, I body and then I mind, <laughs> you know. So the mind is not working, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> because I am as good as the buddhi, I am as good as the mind and some people, they have to prove themselves. They can't just sit quietly. Somebody, two people are talking, they have to say something. Some pressure is there. You can't just sit quietly, listen and you know, you put a few, you know, you put your two pence later on. No. Anybody does anything, says anything, you have to, such a person has to contradict, has to embellish, has to tell their own experience, has to, has to you know, prove themselves right. Even if it's a small thing. You know, the weather is like this today. No, 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 it's not. You know, they'll, they'll have some kind of, a, you know, some theory about it. So this is all these pressures. Start. This is this is what is samsara. Samsara is this uh, wrong identification. Samsara is not out there. It is right in here in the wrong orientation. It's a mistake. Is the samsara, <laughs> and this samsara is what is you know this mistake is is called moha. Vapushi means starting with the body mind. You know vapushi in the is plunged into. The wrong identification with the body, magnaha, plunged, you know, drowning in the identification with the body-mind sense complex and with all the things in the universe as mine and not mine, the person cries, shochati, grieves, you know, the person grieves. This first line, mohavani satam prapya. Magno Vapushi Shochati and the word Anisha and Magna immediately should remind us of a verse that we have studied. What is that? What does it remind you of? Anybody? Some, some, uh, there are some, uh, uh, online there are some die-hard uh, Vedantins who have been studying for a long time. Yeah. Twelve years, one person said. So, does it remind you of uh, something? Bhagavad Gita 2.11, yes, that is correct, yes. Yeah, Mundaka Upanishad, very good. Bhagavad Gita 2.11 is, is also nice. Ashochyan anvashochastvam pragnyavadamscha bhashase. Oh, Arjuna, you are grieving over that, which must not, you, you, you must not grieve over, yes. So that is there, you know, Ashochyan anvashochastvam, very famous verse of the, this thing. But Mundaka is more appropriate because of the word Aneja and because of the word Magna. Vasuparna Sayuja Sakhaya Samane Vrikshe Parishasvajate Tayore Kapipalam Swadvati Anashnananyo Abhijakashiti Samane Vrikshe Purusho Ni Magna 
अनीशयाशोचति मुख्यमान so this is what the whole thing is so drowning in this wrong identification and the muntaka sets up this beautiful you know what is that this beautiful how this jeeva you know identifies wrongly through a parable or an uh, allegory of uh, analogy metaphor of two birds so there are two birds there on the same tree and they are the greatest of friends they have difficulty staying apart they are both having shining wings and they are embracing parishashpa jate means they are hugging each other you know whispering to each other hugging each other on the same branch samane vriksha vriksha here means we should take you know samane shakhe parishashpa jate but then there are some differences between the two birds one of them flaps its wings goes about the whole all the various branches of the tree it visits and picks up berries and eats the berries some it wants sweet berries but some of the berries are sour and it wants tasty berries some of the berries are rancid and sometimes there are no berries the other birds have already eaten and then you know it is a very busy bird looking for berries and what about the other bird the other bird just looks on without eating this much is the analogy and then you know we are told that one bird is ishvara and the other one is anesha <laughs> anishaya jochati mukhyamana sama and then the, and what is what is uh, analogous is told us समाने वृक्षे पुरुषो निमग्नाउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिंगउनिं
जगत thinking that it will help you know false prophets false uh, you know assurances false anything at that is advertised by this you will be happy follow this you will be happy breathe like this you will be happy everything it catches hold of and still that glug 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 doesn't go because the problem is action the problem is wrong action and wrong identification because this is not the issue of action <laughs> this is not something that is going to be remedied by action you can act you can keep on doing actions the actions help you know the actions help perhaps to gain a certain you know calmness of mind to suspend the ragadveshas chitta shuddhi chitta naishchalyam it will help but the actions don't give this knowledge knowledge and action are like oil and water they can never come together you know not even in a salad dressing because if you keep if you shake it maybe it looks like it comes together but the oil drops are always separate from the water component and if you leave it to sit the oil will be there separate it rises uh, they don't mix action and knowledge are poles apart what what binds is action and what redeems one is is knowledge this is what one has to understand and that is what is you know so the purusha you know drowning in this ocean of misery self made misery of wrong identification and so and you know and the purusha now has gained a second derivation purishete the one that sleeps in the citadel of the body mind sense complex same word purusha purnaha purusha purnaha means isha purishete the one that is trapped in the citadel of the body mind sense complex anisha identified trapped means as to trapped i misidentified with the body mind sense complex anisha ya shochati mukhyamanah mundakopanisha jushtam yada anyamesham when it looks up to this you know to the ishvara within itself when it looks up to that witness consciousness which is not afflicted not affected by anything the one that obtains in sleep the one that obtains in moments of happiness the one that you know that objective one not the subjective one not the pratibhasika but you know here the paramarthika ishvara and then what happens you know then jushtam yada pashyati anyamisham tasya mahimanam you know iti sees the glory of ishvara as its own then it is released from this wrong identification so therefore what one has to one has to study one has to study this and that's why swami vidyaranya talks about this very beautifully what does he say ee shastrishtam idam dvaitam so this you know this uh, um, uh, this what is that called dvaita the dvaita means what um, uh, this dvaita this twoness uh, twoness means what is that duality yeah this duality uh, made by ishvara is now samasataha has been succinctly stated with the help of all the shrutis and is now concluded you know it's all concluded how this setup is there for this wrong identification to take place and the wrong identification is through what is is due to you know avidya but then there's the, the possibility of coming out of that is also there and how to do that etc 
you know more we shall see uh, when tomorrow we shall see that om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaga purnameva avashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om